Open Mic is a podcast brought to you by Bethel Express of America. Can anything good come out the hood? Come and see. Bethel Express on track with Jesus. We'll be E. We better start now before we burn up all this time. Yeah, well, welcome back once again to Open Mic. Um, but we're glad to be back, y'all. And, um, you know, as I said before, I'm just enjoying this to, to no end. And I'm so glad and grateful to all of you uh, who who encouraged us to do this. Um, in particular, Dan Giles, who came up with the who came up with the title from an idea he thought we should do. We still have not done. Yeah, we haven't done it as a fundraiser, and now it's a podcast. Ain't that something? Ain't that in the words of one of our girls, that is so God. <laughs> That's a hood way of saying, won't he do it? Okay, keep it moving, Mike. Okay, so your fineness, how you doing? Oh, I know that's right. And uh, we have Andrew, the uh, the hero, small age, went with us, making sure everything comes together right. So let's just jump right on in. What's going on? Talk to me. So we, we've been going over Bethel Express and the things that happen, identity, uh, worship, the importance of the word. And so we're going to, this is going to be our final episode within that aspect. Okay. So um, we usually when you leave church, you'll have a, a benediction or mm-hmm. uh, what, what do they call it? Doxology. Doxology. May the Lord watch between, between me and me thee. The, uh-huh. We're absent one for another. Amen. But in Bethel Express, you have something so different. Mm-hmm. Beginning with Miggity Mad. Okay. And I couldn't, look, it took me probably a couple of years to remember the whole thing. I had to read it on the wall yeah, every weekend. on the wall, yeah. I did, I'm like, Miggity Mad. Okay. And then I'd always forget one. So could you just go into, uh, what's that all about? It is Alfie. the strangest thing related to us at BE. And of course, I end up being in the middle of it. My sister, uh, she every week for the longest time, she say. So how do you feel about the kids in BE? And I'll say, I've got miggity mad love for them, right? And then I wouldn't see her for a couple of weeks, and she says, so what's going on with the kids? How do you feel about those kids? Those kids get to yet? I said, nah. How do you feel about them? I've got gushy gooey love for them, right? And then every and this had went on for about almost, almost a year. And every time I saw her, I would say, I got miggity mad, gushy gooey love for those kids, you know, and then and every little once in a while I would see her, she was, what's going on? So finally, I, I well, and, and then she moved, so I don't see her like that any, anymore. But it ended up being, at, when every week that we're done, I let all the kids know how proud I am of them, how they stayed, you know, they paid attention, behaved, sat, sat still, worshiped vigorously. And I say, I want you all to know, I've got nothing more than miggity mad, gushy gooey, icky sticky, Chunky, chewy, crunchy, crunchy, yummy, yummy, love, y'all. And so so it, it just was a thing that came together because my sister would always ask me and I would add something new onto it every time I saw her. And now, why? Well, at this point, it would be like, I don't know, I, it would be a whole message of uh, how much I love them. But so that's where that comes. So that's our benediction. That's where it comes from. So I know we're not talking candy bars. So you're talking all those aspects. Yeah. But you do have something that promotes. The sweetness of being there before they go. Can you explain yes. that? And so, when the kids have done something um, extraordinary that particular day, we let them come up and and 
I have a container of candy, and it's big candy too. I know full size. It's not like the little penny candies or anything like that. It's not a regular Snickers. It's a king size Snickers, and you know the kids they 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 they're not even thinking about getting it at the end of the time. But but for a kid that does do something extraordinary, I will call them up and call them out and point something out and uh, let them take out whatever it is that they want. So we always make sure that they, you know, I always say that, well, today for you, B.E. was really sweet because they're wordplay again. So it's that kind of a thing. So explain the reasoning for saying that. Oh, yeah. Well, well, it, it's, it's it's all street language anyway. When you say I have mad love, instead of saying I have mad love, I have miggity mad love, gushy gooey, you know. Um, in other words, you know, all of those things are, are just... I, what what are those um uh ag, not not adjectives the word it'll come to me in a moment but it's you know it's, it's just words that that just describe you know how much you know how much I love them how much they're loved by us um, when it comes to that kind of stuff so that's what we're doing with that one and so it's basically a camp style with meaningful phrases yes well well the best way for somebody to remember something is through repetition so fuse. What we do with repetition with something that they connect with directly, culturally, urban culturally, and um, it's a win-win. It, it, in fact, that's the best formula, and so that's what we do with this. That's and that's that's our intent is to make it, you know, something that you just remember because you know, like you remember certain things at day camp. You know, I mean, it's just like when you say the Pledge of Allegiance, you remember that. Remember that eventually, or or if you were in the Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts. I'm in my 60s, and I still remember the Boy Scout, you know, pledge, you know. Um, it's just one of those kinds of things that you just learn just through repetition. And, and, and once again, it has a particular significance as to what we are all about and what we are. So it speaks of the importance to Bethel Express, to the organization, the ministry yeah, Bethel Express. definitely. And, okay. So why is the send-off so important? <laughs> because they don't want to go home. <laughs> we have an hour of worship and praise. We have an hour of the word. And it's and now we're looking at one o'clock, two o'clock sometimes, a lot of times. And it's time for them to go home. And so to soften the blow of of saying, okay, y'all, uh, it's, you know, but how does the saying go? You don't have to go home, but you have to get out of here. Well, they have to get out of there and we are responsible for them. So we have to get them home too. So I soften the whole blow of, by y'all, by doing the biggity mad. That, that's our benediction. And um, at, when I'm at the end of it, when I say, biggity mad, gushy go, icky sticky, tuck it you in country, country, yummy, yummy, love y'all. Bye. And that's my way of, of being as soft as I can to tell them, y'all gonna have to go out of this building and we're taking you home. Yeah. See you later, bye. Well, short, <laughs> short from ending, you really don't get a chance to leave. Oh, yeah. Oh, talk about an afterglow? Oh, yeah. It's 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 a bigger afterglow than even a volcanic afterglow when it comes to that. They still don't want to go home, you know, and it's like, you know, and, and it's not because they don't want to just necessarily not be home. It's just that it's just that they are enjoying being with us. And it's just so good. It's, it's just so rich. Um, and once again, they're getting with us at things that they may not be getting at home. Um, and that's fine for them. And it's fine for us too. 
they still have to go home, but it's still fun for us to have an afterglow anyway. Um, so when when you look at the dynamics of what happens at Bethel Express, we know that um, some of the things that they face are emotional things. Uh, and I can imagine that because a service has ended, it really hasn't ended because they're still impacted by some of those things. Could you give an example of some of the things that um, that they feel they just need a little bit more time because they're dealing with so many things emotionally or spiritually? Oh, yeah. Um, some of them come to us having been cursed at before they even got out of the house to come be with us. Some of them were berated before they even got out of their house. And you could tell, you could tell whether they're crying or or if they're looking like they're not re- just w- really with us right now. You know, they're, they're not they're the usual energetic spiffy self or any sprite self, if you will. And, you know, sooner or later they'll say something to one of the leaders you know, about what things were like at home, or we can just tell. And some of them know that now I have to go back. After all of this, I have to go back home to all of this. And so some of them feel like they need just another scoop, another dose, mm-hmm. if you will, of all the goodness of God that they experienced with us in order to have the wherewithal to go home and face what, what's waiting for them. And, 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 and in most cases, many of them have no clue what they're going to go home to. We've gone to pick up kids, and the police were in the driveway. And, you know, we're here to pick up the kids, and, like, you know, the cops are, the, 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 the parents are leaving the house with handcuffs on, you know? And I'm looking at the kids, and I'm like, y'all good? They're like, yeah, we're good. Like, y'all good to come with us? Oh, yeah, Mike, yeah, we're, we're, we're going. What about your people? Oh, well, that, that'll work out. And I'm like, okay, and they just get in the car and we go. Right. I believe because the parents have released them to you. Yeah, oh, oh, well, of course, yeah. But I'm just saying that it's just, it's just that simple fact that, you know, here you are, you're waiting to get picked up to go to Bethel Express, and the cops are taking your parents away in the car Yeah, with I, handcuffs. I'm thinking of the attributes of that miggity mad, icky, see? Mm-hmm. I Biggity mad, gushy, gooey, icky, icky, sticky. Icky, sticky. Would you say that that too relates to how Bethel Express stands by a child? Most definitely, and and it's important for them to know that we don't have to say it. We we I, I you know I say this to the ladies all the time. You know when it comes to our love for them, we don't say it; we display it. You know, and and that's the that's really the bottom line. I that was kind of hot, that right? Was. It was rhyming yeah. and everything, but 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 you know, but, but once again, you remember. You know, repetition and rhymes always lend for you to be able to remember things. And so um, we want the kids to know that above all else without us necessarily saying it. Um, You know, I always say that whenever a kid comes, they get a hug or a pound. Um, Every child gets a hug or a pound. They don't necessarily get both. In most cases, they don't. But, you know, they may feel uncomfortable with a hug initially. Cool. You can give give you a pound, give you a fist bump. You know, Um, a friend of mine, um, uh, Kyle Crandall, he um, he invited some friends to come to BE. This is when he was involved with our ministry. Invited some friends because they were thinking about starting an urban children's outreach ministry or kids ministry. And so when it was over, um, and I found out about this later, Kyle, Kyle said, um, he said, so what did you think about our ministry? And the gentleman said, one thing I noticed about it above everything else is every kid got a hug. And he says, what was interesting was the kids walked up to the leaders and they never said anything, but they just walked up expecting a hug. 
that they didn't reach out or anything. They just stood there knowing that they were going to get a hug. And he said, I've never seen that before. I have a, another friend. He works in the prison system. And uh, he, he, came to me, he came to us one day, and um, he pulled me aside, and he says, Mike, I just want it's everything in me right now to not cry. I want to cry. I said, what's going on, man? He says, every child came up to you expecting a hug. But they didn't say anything. He says, they just came and they stood there and waited for you to hug them. He says, I've never seen anything like this before. And I said, man, I says, that's just how we do. We don't tell the kids that this is what we do. We just do it. Like I said, we don't say it. We display it. Mm. You know, that's interesting because my experience is so much different than yours. Mm-hmm. So this last weekend, we had a, a mystery Michael Peace giveaway, and I got to determine who received stuff, you know, you know, the gift or whatever. And so when we were, I was at the breakfast area and kids were coming in, one of the young ladies just gave me a hug, which is so rare lately because, see, when some of the kids grow up, they decide I'm not their most favorite person because I have to deal with different issues than mm-hmm. dear daddy. <laughs> I mean, mommy. You mean daddy dearest. Daddy dearest. Anyway. Right. Anyhow. Yeah. So she came up and she said to me in her cute little, uh, I, I can't stand those things. Face mask. Face mask. You know, I'm having a mind moment here. because. But anyway, she said to me, I'm her favorite. She said, you're my favorite. And I, I had to look around who she's talking to. And she said, you are my favorite. And I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. I said, girl, that just blessed me to no end. So, of course, I had, I gave her something just because she said I was her favorite because I had power that day. <laughs> I loved it. Thank you, Benjamin, for getting it out to them because I had to leave early. So, um, But it's interesting. So when the kids, they have a great welcoming and then they have the send-off because mm-hmm. they just like hear, they expect that miggity mad yeah. uh-huh. thing, you know. So do they contact kids throughout the week and then what is the contact with leaders how often you know do they do things well i've always told the leaders that um i'm asking um at least one hour uh, i say i need four hours from you on a saturday between the time we pick them up and we drop them off um and if you would give any one or number of kids one hour of your life um every week whether it's a phone conversation, you pick them up when you're going to go shopping, you're going to go do your laundry, whatever, just make a contact with them, at least one one child in our ministry every week. And so that's what we do on on the days other than when we meet. That's the first thing. Uh, the, the second thing about that is just so important because in, in, most, in most cases, we don't even have to contact them. They contact us, you know, and, and I really enjoy that. I'm glad that they feel comfortable enough to contact us about things that they're dealing with in school or in their homes or on the block. You know, one one girl, she she looks like she's like four or five years older than she's not, you know, because of because of her size and everything. And, you know, I won't forget that she she called me up one day and she says, My peace, um, I don't really want you to pray. I just want to just let you know that, you know, I'm not gonna I don't go outside. I'm like, why? She says, cause the boys outside. They're too grown for me. You know, what she was saying is that there are things that they want to do with me that I'm too young. They just don't know it, but they're looking at me and thinking that I'm older than I'm not. And, you know, I'm particularly proud of her for that because 
you know, there are girls that would, would air quotes, capitalize on that one, you know, because they're getting attention from an older boy, you know, and um, she has no interest in any of that stuff. She's like, she said, all I can see is your face. If you come to visit us without, visit me without letting me know you're coming. And she says, I know, Mike Peace, you will show up. So we, we do have a lot of leaders that have just been great arm extension of arms of the Lord to some of the kids and their needs. Uh, we have some that have had respite. Uh, kids mm-hmm. have had respite times, including you and I, and some that are, are in custodial guardianship. Can you mm-hmm. just give a little on that? Yes. Well, well, once again, that's the that's the family pri- uh, family tribe um, uh, mindset where it's like, what happens when you see a situation where you say to yourself, hey, whatever it's going to take on my end, a sacrifice, whatever, we're just going to do it because we're not going to we're not going to lose this life, you know. Um, I used to say to, to to our senior pastor, Pastor Ron, every little once in a while, when I would tell him something really crazy about what our kids are going through and that they're staying with us, and I was I'm like, Pastor, I'm just trying to salvage a life that I know God wants to do something with. I said, Oh, I would say, you know, there's a reason why we know about what's going on, and it's not just so we can know what's going on, but because God requires out of us to do something about it. And so, yes, we've taken kids in our home. Our leaders have done so. You know, uh, shout out to Carolyn McCray. She's listening. You know, Miss Jan Zicardo. Oh, my goodness. Like, you know, Miss Jan Zicardo is some, a special woman of God. Like, she's so amazing as a woman of God. Um, you know, but but we have other leaders who have done, you know, stuff like that um, and leaders in the past as well. It's like we're just we, God has sent them to us. We have a responsibility to do something with them, and we're just going to do it. And God makes a way um, for us to be able to do so with resources and not just money, but time, space, our location, our homes, or whatever the case may be. Well, I I love Miss Jan. But we can definitely say that you can, or you can definitely say that a lot of the leaders have a different niche of what they add. Yes. To Bethel Express in order to make it function and to move right. well. And to the, all of them, they give Saturdays there to come and to be every Saturday without yeah. pay. And like I always without say. Without expectation to be there and to bless and love on these kids. Yeah, like I always say, our leaders, they, they work all week and get up early on Saturday morning to take care of other people's children. That's something real special. They don't see it that way. But that's the fact of the matter. Right. Well, they definitely perso- personify, not personify, <laughs> personify <laughs> uh, just the, lo- the love of the Lord in them. And it's so reflective in the children and how they've impacted them. Um, so this is going to actually bring it to a close in terms of uh, we have a four episode bundle and this last part of the Miggity Mad. And so what I'd like to say to everyone is uh, you cannot see me and I cannot see you. But please know that as I say this phrase, I'm smiling, saying we've got Miggity Mad, gushy gooey, gooey, icky sticky, chunky chewy, crunchy crunchy, crunchy, yummy yummy love y'all. Bye. Bye.